0: FOREVER!
1: Double Threat back. Here we go. Here we my, go. My name's Tom.
2: My name's Julie.
1: And we are the stars of Double Threat, not the hosts, because that nope. would mean that Forever Dog could slide us out yeah. and pull a Valerie's family on us, but they're not going to get to do that.
2: Valerie Solanus.
1: Yeah, that was when they replaced Valerie Harper with Valerie Solanus. That was <laughs> she a killed everybody
2: in the cast. Turn.
1: When she wrote that manifesto about Jason Bateman.
2: She didn't kill everybody. She just shot them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, that was. uh, Funny. It was a good. I I thought the show kind of put a little fresh air in it. It's it's like when they add a new cast member to a sitcom. Right. And then there's just more moves you can make. That's what that was when Valerie Solanus joined the cast of. Valerie's family,
2: yeah, and Candy Darling was like the next door neighbor, and then Rick Shapiro moved in, and you're like, "Isn't that a little early for him?" And he was like, "You tell me. I'm not a morning person." And then I realized it was all a dream that I had.
1: Yeah, you sure, that's a dream, not a nightmare. Well, you sure this doesn't?
2: Ask my that, that meds. Kind of... Ask my meds is the name of my new show.
1: Well, that one sounds kind of. I'm gonna say that's. I'm gonna say that's a soft nightmare.
2: Well, speaking of nightmares, I'm really excited that Halloween is coming up. Are you?
1: Oh, yeah. What a great time <laughs> to wear a costume in your home that only you can see. You can dance you around all- in front of or a or mirror. Or you could go
2: door to door with no mask. That's an option.
1: Sure, you go with no masks, or either your costume has a has an N95 mask incorporated into it now, so it doesn't work, and the illusion is completely shattered. Mm-hmm. Or you're going without a mask, and you're a, a a dunce, a scary dunce. Well,
2: let's actually, you know what, Tom? Let's take this moment and figure out our take on Halloween 2020, because Tom and I are trying. Everyone's got a show these days where they're talking about topical humor. <laughs> or humor, mm-hmm. and and <clears throat> if we were going to have a show where we're like, what's in the news? Halloween's coming up. Like, what would we say? Would our take be that 2020 doesn't need Halloween because it's scary enough already? Halloween
1: always says trick or treat, but it's treat. It's a treat-based holiday. It's not a trick-based holiday. It's a treat-based holiday, and I feel like Right now, there is definitely a deficit of treats. And I don't know if I feel like that is what changes Halloween this year.
2: Okay, so your take is it's a little trick-heavy.
1: Right now, this is, we're getting a, yes, we're getting a trick-heavy Halloween.
2: What about the scariest Halloween costume this Halloween is to go as the year 2020? Is that fun?
1: So you get some of those twenty twenty glasses that that you would get mm-hmm. at New Year's Eve.
2: We, yeah, maybe you buy a calendar and you like plaster your naked body with the pages, <laughs> like okay. you decoupage them onto your nude. What's funnier? The word nude or the word naked? I think they're both really
1: uh yeah, I think they both I think uh <laughs> naked sounds like you like somebody opened the door when you didn't want them to open it.
2: Right, like Yeah,
1: Get out of here, I'm naked (laughs) Get out of here, come on in, I'm nude
2: As opposed to like, anyone up for a nude And then you fill in the blank Like, anyone up for a nude scavenger hunt
1: Yeah I'm naked, get out of here
2: (laughs) I'm nude, wanna go for a swim? I'm nude, come on in (laughs) What if it's, I'm naked, come in Yeah yeah i'm nude go away
1: people just be like i don't know anything anymore <laughs> this is confusing do you think that anyone would actually feel comfortable walking around in like one of those trump masks now wouldn't you just be like no i'm gonna get my head caved in if i go around it's like yeah it's i'm wearing a mask completely limits my
0: Mm-hmm. Peripheral
1: vision. Yeah. I'm looking through these narrow eye slits and suddenly, it's a, and I'm also wearing a mask that embodies mm-hmm. someone that everybody hates.
2: Yeah. Just, just get, just do Hitler. Just get Hitler.
1: Yeah. Or, or unless you did like a Trump in a, a diaper, like you're walking around in a diaper. Oh, that's a, naughty. Because he's a baby.
2: That's naughty. So he's crying
1: about everything.
2: Oh. Goodness, yeah. That's mm, why do I sound like May West <laughs> thinking about maybe Trump in a diaper with a rattle. Well,
1: that sounds like a good Halloween costume, May West, May West, and Trump.
2: Gaga Goo Goo. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you come up and burp me? Because I can't so, do so, it myself.
1: The May West baby.
2: Is that why you burp babies? Because they don't know how to burp.
1: To get the air stuck in, you got to help. You got to help move it out.
2: (laughs) Why can't they do it themselves? They can't do a lot themselves. I'm not telling them to go to job. Go to job on a factory line.
1: Mm -hmm. So you feel like there's a good chance that a baby should just figure it out.
2: Let her rip. Yeah. Look, they have no problem going to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, if that's
2: what you're calling it. Because I'll tell you this: they, they, they certainly don't make it to the bathroom no.
1: all the time. They always, they always fall short.
2: And some of them have hair and some don't. Yeah. Some of them have upsettingly dark and plentiful amounts of head yeah. hair when they're born.
1: Gross and wet. Like where it's wet. It's
2: wet. It it's always like, looks wet.
1: It's, wet. it's
2: definitely wet. It's definitely like, you know, like, like, I don't know. I feel like men in like 60s TV shows, whenever their hair was like, Mm-hmm. Like stuck to their forehead, like kind of it was either product that was stuck, you know what I mean? Like they kind of look like creepy bankers from like yeah. Maud.
1: They look like uh all these babies look like uh Yeah, they look either like William Macy on Maud or they look like uh what's his face? The guy from all those movies would be like, oh. Yes, I'm trying to go to the place.
2: Edward G. Robinson. No,
1: not Edward G. Robinson. They be like, meh, hey. I'm trying to get the, the guy. Who, the, what's yeah. the guy who's like the uh, like the Peter Lorre? Peter Lorre, yes. Oh, they Peter Lorre, like- totally.
2: I have one more thing to say to say about babies and their hair is that at some point in the last ten or twenty years, new parents stopped putting giant JPEGs of their babies in announcement emails and they started putting giant JPEGs of their newborn babies in their announcement emails wearing knit beanies. Mm-hmm. Do you remember growing up that not every newborn baby you saw had a knit beanie on?
1: Yeah, I remember there was a point when suddenly every baby looked like they played in Spyro Gyra or some <laughs> sort of jazz fusion group. So the email comes through. You see a picture of someone wearing a little beanie
2: yeah and i get excited i think oh i hope this is dave Grohl. i'm already horny
1: yeah i see that and i'm just like oh wow great return to forever have a new album out and this is exciting right. oh and it's then somebody's you baby keep
2: scrolling and scrolling goes, okay his eyes are closed that's cool he could be he could he's be playing out. a really cool he could be jamming out and then like oh wait like his face is awfully red like well maybe he's angry yeah
1: Joe Zawanol is proud to present the new album, Impressions. And you're just like, oh, th- wait, that's Joe Zawanol. It looks like a baby.
2: Right. And then you're like, where are his teeth?
1: Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here to let you know about our latest episode of Office Hours Live. Office
3: Hours is great yet. fun.
1: With the great John Early and Theta Hamill. Very handsome. Thank you. Thank you. They're here to talk about their new movie, Stress Positions. And we just had a a wonderful time. There was a lot of laughter and joy. Don't believe me? Well, listen for yourself on the podcast app of your choice. You're not going to want to miss a second. That's at Office Hours Live at the podcast app of your choice. I love Vic and and I love
2: drinking my wine. Hey, look at this. Look what I got.
1: What's that? Well, you're waving around. I can't see.
2: It's the Oriental Trading Company Halloween catalog. Okay. Do you ever get one of these in the mail? No. Well, Brett, do you know what these are?
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't got one recently, but but I, I remember I used to get them all the time.
2: They're like the most fun catalogs ever, and I just moved to a new apartment, and it's addressed to... Well, I won't give his name out. Well,
1: that's not yours. You you have to return that to him.
2: It's crossed out, and you know what's circled as current resident or.
1: Yeah. So it's, oh, well, it's then that's mine. an exemption. You're it's allowed mine.
2: to. Okay. It's mine. It's just legally. Mine.
1: I want to make sure we're just above board legally, that we're not Page committing one. mail fraud on Forever Dog Network. Thanks, Tom.
2: It's slime time.
1: Page one, it's slime time. So that's, yeah. what is this that? Is pouring what, slime can, on people's heads?
2: Well, I think it's interesting that the Oriental Trading Company is giving Americans different things to hand out to children for Halloween that are not sugar. Okay. So these are like little plastic containers of, well, one is called crunchy slime with beads. One is called scented cloud dough. One is called maize slime, which comes in just like a little maize shaped okay. container the one is called fruit slime because the containers are fruity um and then this is foam putty monster slime and you can make your own like monster
1: so what you're saying is oh, if you're no. a fan if you're bottom, a fan of slime
2: says, sorry
1: what did it say at the bottom
2: it says warning cancer and reproductive harm
1: <laughs> oh there you go that's hey <laughs> we're not messing around with our slime you play with our you play with our slime, you're getting sick.
2: Pumpkin guts.
1: First of all, there was a crunchy slime on there. Yeah. You play with the slime, all of them turn into crunchy slimes after a while <laughs> when little little things start to fall in there. Before you know it, any slime is a crunchy slime Or like with little...
2: Yeah, linty, maybe linty. Yeah. Slime. Yeah. Everything in here, you know what this catalog should really just be called is chokables.
1: So this in- is the Halloween chokeables. Yeah,
2: like this, everything here could be neatly lodged into a child's larynx. But I am impressed by how many things they could come up with that are not candy. Now, here's my question. If you were a young, if you were a young lad, a little boy, and you were going trick or treating, and someone gave you these, instead of candy, they gave you these monster wind-up teeth that chatter... Would you be pissed that it wasn't candy, or would you be distracted by like, oh, I have like a fun, dopey new oh, I
1: would, I would toy. be, I would be so excited that I got some chattering teeth. You would over
3: some candy, yeah.
2: Really? What about oh, you, Brett?
3: Yeah, yeah I, th- I agree, but only, I mean, chattering teeth—that's a pretty high quality. Yeah, that's a good one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What
2: about these little wind up? These are like wind up monsters, so it's. Frankenstein going, pop, pop, pop,
3: pop. I'd be, I'd love it. It Yeah. yeah.
2: What about you, Brett?
3: Yeah, still, I'd be over the moon. Yeah.
2: We gotta go, you gotta go over that house.
1: They're giving out chattering teeth. Then, like, the word gets out in the neighborhood, just like. Yeah. This street is good. They give out full, full full-size Snickers bars, and that house is giving out chattering teeth. Then you get there, and you get there, and they're not, they're out of chattering teeth. Just oh, no, they're you just quarters. actually
2: like throwing their own... Hu- they're they're taking pliers
1: out of their <laughs> and own mouth. pulling out their own yes.
2: mouth.
1: <laughs> yeah, and dropping it in your little candy bag.
2: Well, maybe I'm a food addict, but I think both of <laughs> you are wrong because if somebody decided to hand me a piece of plastic instead of, you know, some processed sugar in like a wrapper of some kind... I would lose me mind with rage. But all you got to do is so just upset. you go to that next house. You're getting candy
1: there. You're not going to some neighborhood where they're just giving out knickknacks. How
2: long were you out for? How many, how many hours did you pound the pavement on Halloween? Did you ever go home? Oh, did you ever go home and unload and like oh, yeah. take another? Absolutely. How many times?
1: I'd do rounds on that. I tell you rounds? now, if I was trick-or-treating now with Uber and stuff. You could imagine how good. Can w- you-, you imagine how good I would be at Halloween now with that's Uber? Che-
2: that's cheating. I'd be just like, you can't Uber to. First places. of all,
1: there'd be like some sort of app that would say where the good candy is, who's giving yeah, good stuff maybe. out. Then you get in an Uber. You, you, what you uh, say? Fill up, up the trunk. The- you
2: don't even get out of the car.
1: No, you go over to the to the house with the good stuff. You what you do is you bring six costume changes in the in your Uber, and you just uh-huh. tell the driver to hang tight. You go up, get the good stuff. Maybe say, oh, my brother's at home. He's sick. Can I get one for him too?" You get that, then you run back to the Uber, quick costume change, and
2: then it's like, "I'm I'm his brother. I'm well now. I had a
1: miracle." <laughs> now you just keep doing costume change. Suddenly you're like you're like Cher up in that thing, and then Cher in concert, just ten what costume if the Uber changes.
2: Driver is a. What if the Uber driver want to look at your butt? When you're changing yeah, How about give that, a, you,
1: you let them play with the chattering teeth for a while. Say so here, play with these chattering teeth on your dashboard. I'll be right back. And then the kicker is, what you do is you go back. The yeah. next You go back the next day and you just go like on
2: the first. You go you back, can't on, go November back 1st. on November first. No, this
1: is what you do. Tom. You go back and you go. You go. I was so sick yesterday. I didn't get to trick or treat. No. Do you have anything left?
2: No, at this point, this is charity. You're asking for charity. You're asking. You're going instead of trick or treat. You're going alms, alms for the poor.
1: You go back on November second, and you almost have that like a thing where you're just like, I know you have candy in there, and you're you're <laughs> you're making yourself sick. Just give it to me. And you'll feel better about this, so you don't eat at all.
2: Then it be- and then it's November fourth, and it just becomes funny games. <laughs>
1: yeah, where I'll you know. go
2: in and you tie
1: up the couple. Yeah, you climb through their chimney. Yeah, you terrorize the family.
2: What? Is, what was your favorite? Like, what was like the candy like holy grail for you? Like the one piece of candy where you're like, oh my full God. full
1: size Snicker bar. Okay, full size. that's it.
2: That's all it takes to ha- make little Tom happy is like you can go right now and get any like the at a little Tom, store. big
1: Tom, any Tom will full size snicker. I'll just zip my lip and you you got me for a good 10 minutes. Now you bought 10 minutes of of just me. It's like it's like a trank.
2: you know, what was my favorite when I was a young, young, young lady, was, let me see um, if I can guess. Let me see if I can okay, guess. Okay. There's two, and they're basically the same exact thing. But they're very boring, actually. Now I'm ashamed of myself.
1: You like Werther's originals?
2: No, I'm not. <laughs> How old do you think I am?
1: No, I just—I feel like you were a kid. You were <laughs> oh, a kid. Like you were a very the, mature I like kid.
2: The penny farthing. I like now this the house. Li- there was a licorice shoe. Yeah. There was a, it was a shape of a shoe.
1: This house is giving out black licorice.
2: You didn't guess my favorite candy for real. Um, so, my favorite so it's not candy worth is like or my, is original. This made me so happy to get it, and it is boring and it my, uh, is silly. good and I don't plenty. Know if they still make them. Good, and
1: it's good and plenty. No,
2: no. Mike no. and Ike. No, I'm just gonna tell you.
1: Snow caps.
2: You remember Symphony Bars?
1: <laughs> Symphony Bars.
2: <laughs> Brett, could you Google Symphony? Yeah, they were like an upscale like nestle bar because mm-hmm. the others the other my, the other favorite chocolate bar or candy i liked was just a plain nestle bar like with sure. a red red wrapper without the crunch just no crunch, like plain milk chocolate and for some reason maybe it was sweeter than hershey yeah so these these yeah the i remember Symphony i remember that i don't know if they still make them a little I, too I don't rich if, for my blood well, that's I think maybe I was like aspirational and I felt like, wow, like I feel like a half woman of the 80s. Well, yeah. could you look at see it and see if there were any like pretentious commercial? Maybe there dun, was dun, like dun,
1: dun, classical
2: music or something.
1: Dun, dun, I, am, mean,
2: I am obese. I am just nine.
1: <laughs> meanwhile, at the Hershey factory, they're just dropping them. Same things they are just like. Should we oh, put totally. these in Hershey wrappers? Now nah, make those Symphony bars, <laughs> like it. Hershey introduces Symphony, a masterpiece right. <laughs> of chocolate. I, wait, I, I, <laughs> I, <don't> know, <laughs> like, I did, I did, I, I did that thinking it was way too obvious, and then meanwhile, someone got paid three hundred thousand dollars to write this Hershey's Symphony Bar commercial where they're just like, we got to have dun-dun-dun-dun.
2: Yeah. You know, Hershey
1: introduces Your Symphony, first thought is the right thought. A masterpiece of chocolate with more milk than any leading bar. Mm-hmm. It's smooth, creamy, with a whole different taste.
3: New Symphony from Hershey, also with almonds and toffee
1: chips. I like it's the idea. It's just like, well, this is kind of a, a little classier than a Hershey bar. It's just like, then you always talk to some like... Some like chocolate snob, and they'll just be like, "I tried eating a Hershey; I almost threw up." With it. Like they're just like, "It's like, stop it!" It's like, "Yeah, of course it's crappy. I know that. We all know that. We all know this is not the highest grade of chocolate."
2: What else? Certain chocolate bunnies I've had my way with have been a little bit, yeah. <laughs> they're definitely going for the quantity more than the quality of it.
1: I always remember that feeling when. I realized that I got a solid chocolate rabbit and I was just like Ugh. now this is what it's like to be alive. Yep. Solid chocolate rabbit oh my not God, some that's piece amazing. of crap that crumbles when I break Holy. it. Right? Isn't that Brett? You get a chocolate rabbit and you realize that thing's solid? It's amazing. Oh yeah. Russell Stover, you realize you got a solid Russell Stover rabbit? You're like, should oh. I eat the little yellow eye? Should I eat the little yellow
3: eyes first? Did you find out it was solid by biting into it, or did you have to like tap it to find out if it was hollow?
1: Well, I've got a little candy hammer I usually use to test <laughs> things. I, you know,
2: when Tom was a young little, man, my little his, tool his kit. parents said, This is your candy hammer and this is your Coke spoon. And then and the yeah. rest of the utensils that you need in life will be found from sticks.
1: Yes. And I, I take my little kid out, I put my little, uh, it's kinda like working at a jeweler's. Uh
2: oh, you had one of those funny little I've, um not mom- like monocles? Is that what you'd call it?
1: Like a like a, a jeweler piece. Yeah, like an eye yeah, piece. Yeah. yeah, I have one of those. I look in closely, I take the little candy hammer, tap it, and then I eat the candy hammer because it's literally made <laughs> of candy also. <laughs> I'm like, let's test this out and i tap it then i chomp my candy hammer then i'm like i need another candy hammer in here
2: <laughs> and then someone hands it to you like the way I, they'd hand a scalpel yeah. to a surgeon only instead of taking it you just <clears throat> put your mouth at the level yeah. that their hand is mm-hmm. and yeah. you gulp this you gulp the hammer like they're feeding it to you yeah
1: and then you see a little hammer shape in my throat <laughs>
2: <laughs> you suck it in the way like a cat in a cartoon has to suck yes. a mouse down yes. real fast but you exactly. see its little tail yeah
1: Exactly, or the way like a, a a snake would like swallow like would swallow like a wily coyote, and then you just see yeah. a wily coyote a shape or something in in the body of the snake.
2: Well, speaking of treats and candy, our friend Jason Gore went on Drew Barrymore's new show this week, and best, I, best show I producer. Know, yes, the best Dudio. the best of the best, and he talked about this new flavor of candy corn with Drew Barrymore, who has a talk show now, as does Kelly Clarkson. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't seen clips of Kelly Clarkson, although I I did see people like on screens in the seats. Yeah, I I actually
3: got that very clip lined up for later in the show.
2: The clip that was going around before the one of Jason, um, and I thought Jason did great, was um, Drew talking about Not Python, but Python, a Python,
1: an actual Um, the animal, the Python, a
2: snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Terry Gilliam had very little to say about this particular Python, as far as I know. (laughs) (laughs) But how? What if we just? Oh my God, Tom, this is it. Because the weird thing, there's many weird things about Drew's News, which is the segment of her show that. Where she goes over the news, but one of them is that there's no laughter because there's no audience there. What if we just sure. <laughs> make sure to pipe in
3: Terry Gilliam's Mary laugh Gilliam's laugh track?
2: Brett, what were you saying about this set? This looks like like network. But I was or- saying it
3: looks like yeah, it looks like well, it it looks like the um, yeah, like one of the news shows from network that they were like competing against, right? You know, one of these like classic sort of old like uh, you know Edward R.
0: Murrow totally like, news right sets.
2: Yeah. or like the. Um, the second season of Look Around You, or like when they first did Weekend Update, kind of yeah. like, you guys want me to like keep tossing out references that prove to you that I've seen television, or shall
0: I? I just... still
1: don't think you've seen television. <laughs> I need
3: two more.
0: <laughs> Remember the snorks. CNN reports that a 62 year old ball python has laid seven eggs, even though she hasn't been near a male snake in over two decades. Is she 62 or 16? Sneaking out for a little fun. Stop. Uh-huh. This story resonates S- with me. Stop. Because I-
2: Tom, what is your
1: reaction to that? My first thing when I see this is, um, this color scheme of all of this is very troubling. It's like, She's wearing like a brown and beige top that blends right into the background of the set and into her own hair. And it's just like it's just like weirdly flat. I'm shocked at how like lifeless a new show would be in terms of its color palette. Is that fair to say? Am I going down the wrong road early?
2: I just want to know what that 62 or 16 things means because I just don't. Then. I'm, i don't get it oh no
1: it. no i'm we'll, we're gonna get oh, there in okay, a second okay then her desk is also legitimately messy like it's actually
2: yeah it's cluttered with it's it's, it's a it's a maniac it's a hoarder it's, got gar- it's a maniac
1: it looks like there's like three newspapers on it a pair of upside down reading glasses a mug yeah, it's, it's a just Madman. like it's like a workspace it's, yeah it's really messy she's wearing a wristwatch which I I like, but I also, I mean, look, she looks amazing. I always like Drew Barrymore. She's a movie star. She's a Barrymore. I'm going to say, I think Drew Barrymore is beautiful. Like, you know, when people people think they discover, like, secret beauty.
2: Well, the worst is when they're like, you know, Meryl Streep isn't a typical, like, shut the fuck up. Stop. Don't even finish your sentence because I'm going to, like, I'm going to slit. Yeah. I'm gonna slit our throats at the same time. I've got steak knives in both hands. Yeah, please.
1: Don't trick or treat at that house. Why? Mm-hmm. She's got steak knives in her hands. <laughs> <laughs> is that her costume? Is that a costume, or is she giving out steak knives? Neither. And I'm. That'd be the perfect thing if you're like a. If you're like a, a real sneak, you give a kid a steak knife. It rips a bag, and then you just go right behind them. You pick up all their candy.
0: Oh, that's a great idea. This story resonates with me because I haven't been in captivity with a male for quite some time either. Uh-uh, I have my two daughters and my cup runneth over, if you know what I mean. I'm good. However, when I usually fill out medical forms and they ask, is there a possibility you're pregnant? I'm usually like, uh, not chance. But now she's making me rethink and get scared and curious and wonder. Listen. This mama python, she got it done. And although it is certainly suspicious how, I say, live your bliss.
2: What was that?
1: I just don't know. I, I don't know.
2: What does she mean when she says is she's 16 or 62 going out for a night on the town? and start. Who swings their sunglasses around like that? Is that like what a stripper does with a bra?
1: She's swinging her glasses around. Um... <sighs> And she's like bending, she's like rocking back and forth. I think I'm kind of into it. I think oh, I, I see what the appeal it's, of this is now. And I
2: just don't get the jokes when she says, I've got two kids at home. My cup runneth over, if you know what I mean. I'm like, with calm?
1: <laughs> well, I like I'm gonna watch this show and fine.
2: Be my guest.
1: Jason Dudio Gore was uh on it as a candy correspondent sure i'm proud of i'm proud of our guy
2: i'm proud of jason gore i got no i ain't got no nothing bad to say about no jason gore and i and i have compassion for what drew barrymore has survived and she's gorgeous but um i don't know if drew's news is (laughs) i just wonder about a female comic that could have had that i don't know maybe who cares who the fuck cares who
1: should have had that slot
2: meg statler Okay. Doing the same exact thing, but as a character. You've mm-hmm. seen Meg's stuff, right? I think so. She's brilliant. She's so funny.
3: Uh, Meg McStalter.
2: God damn it, Brett. Ah, I'm sorry. Oh, no, Meg Stal- I'm glad you corrected me. Oh, I'm mad Oh, I know at who Meg
3: Stalter right is. Right here on the Forever Dog Network.
2: Well, fuck you both. <laughs>
3: The uh, Denison's took a dark turn this week.
2: I oh. heard that Dennis Quaid. Did you hear, Tom, that people tweeted you about Dennis Quaid? Oh,
1: yes, they did. Because we talked all about Dennis the Quaid, the, the actor. And he's like, I got the Denison's going on now. And he's all proud of himself doing his podcast. And
2: then he had like a Denison's network and some guy that used to work for like. Like not even Playboy, but like Screw. He used to work yeah. for like like Whole magazines <laughs> he, he used to like.
1: Uh-huh. He and Al
2: Goldstein used to like
1: We're put together the, 7th the Avenue, filthiest Second uh, Avenue Deli.
2: Yeah, this they'd meet at the Second Avenue Deli, and then they'd be like, "All right, let's call this one three input monthly."
1: Let's lay. We could lay it out right at the table right now. Uh huh. We'll get some. Some glue sticks. We're gonna put the magazine together right now, and yeah. put our sandwiches we to have the side. Fo- we have
2: surgery photos from like <laughs> women giving birth. We're just gonna we're gonna take an exacto knife and remove the babies in the picture. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so Dennis Quaid has this podcast empire, including this one pornographer that whose job it is to fly to places and adopt cats with his with his boss's name, Jimmy
3: Jelinek. what
2: What's his name again?
3: Uh, Jimmy Jelinek.
2: Right. Jimmy Jelinek. So he adopted Dennis Quaid, the cat, and he, he hosts a podcast.
3: Yeah. And so all of that amounts to the denissance, which is Dennis Quaid's self-styled reimagining of comeback. himself. Yeah, Yeah. Comeback. And so uh, this week, the latest twist in the Renaissance is that Dennis Quaid is one of the uh, perhaps the primary celebrity spokespersons for this new ad campaign that the Health and Human Services Department is doing that's trying to put a positive spin on Trump's handling of the coronavirus epidemic.
2: So it's like an ad. It's an ad for another term for Trump. Basically, uh, basically, yeah,
3: it is presenting itself as a well, first, it's, it's taxpayer funded. What? Uh, it's supposed to be a government sponsored PSA, but the message of it is essentially just a pro-Trump campaign campaign ad
2: no way uh, yeah
3: and w- what it is uh, they got a bunch of celebrities on board they're going to be interviewing trump handpicked federal employees about how his handling of the coronavirus has actually been pretty good
2: i'm gonna be sick and
3: uh the goal of it is to quote defeat despair surrounding the coronavirus and it's going to cost 300 million dollars in taxpayer money it's
2: better to defeat coronavirus don't you think Tom? yeah i would
3: say, i would say that
1: might be what we should be setting out to defeat not despair so this Dennis Quaid this makes me this bum this bum this this this, This this, half half wit
2: corn fed moron this like yeah this this pair of eyebrows and black jeans
1: he'll say he'll say anything he'll do because he does these dumb insurance commercials first of all where they're just they're awful and not
2: represent insurance to be he doesn't represent anything that's like oh my hurricane destroyed my home like who do I want to like turn to to know everything's going to be okay? The guy who played Jerry Lee Lewis in Great Balls of Fire? Yeah.
1: The only thing that he the only insurance he provides is that when he's in a movie it is pretty much a safe bet that it sucks. Is <laughs> the only that is the only that is the only insurance the you <laughs> He ensures a lack of quality. That's the Dennis Quaid guarantee. You could take out Quaid insurance on this new movie. And if it turns out the movie doesn't blow, then you pay the premium.
2: Gross. So, what is this? Are we going to watch the ad? Is this an ad?
3: Uh, The ad has actually not come out yet.
2: What are they doing, working on it? They doing posts?
3: Well, uh, thankfully, it got leaked that they were working on it, and now there's a big effort to Uh shut it down before it gets going. (laughs) After we recorded this episode of Double Threat, Dennis Quaid announced on Instagram that he had not been paid to take part in this PSA, that his participation was in no way political, and that cancel culture media had twisted his words. However, it should be noted that in previous interviews, Quaid has praised Trump's handling of the coronavirus as being, quote, good and involved that's your up to the minute double threat Dennis Quaid update and now back to the show
2: I didn't realize that it was our tax dollars funding you know who probably set this up I'm, I'm not I'm actually not kidding at all I'm dead serious about this I think jelly Je- I think jelly jessel Je- jelly Jesselneck. sure <laughs> set this up jelly there's Jessel-neck no did it. question that jelly's jelly prints are all over this
1: Jelly's Jesselnick is behind this and <laughs> what would you want on Halloween, Julie, if somebody put a copy of a, a, a like a like a Guild screener of Dennis Quaid movie In Good Company dropped it in your little candy bag or if they just dropped if they spooned a few scoops <laughs> of jelly out loose jelly? <laughs> yeah. What, what would you do if you were trick or treating like and you open your little your pillowcase and then somebody just pours like they just are spooning would, jelly into your? I bag, would like ruining all the kid.
2: I would like the second. I'd like the jelly because then they could be like it's just slime. I thought you liked slime. That's true.
1: Yeah. What about if they put a couple scoops of jelly in and then? poured like a, a scoop full of ants right after it and they're just like now your candy's ruined
2: well then you'd be like now the jelly's ruined
1: yeah but, but it's these all over candies my candies are all in
2: pretty secure plastic wrappers because perverts you know meddling with them yeah in the you past still would,
1: if that happened to you
2: you rinse you it do? off go it's fine you take the pillowcase rinse. in one of those big sinks that if you're lucky enough to have a laundry like room or like a mud room, there's like a big sink right next mm-hmm. to the washing machine. Sure, dump your pilly your pilly case full of jelly.
1: <laughs> Don't you just imagine being a parent and be, uh-huh. a kid comes home in <laughs> their Batman costume, uh, like crying. What's uh, wrong? What happened? What's wrong? I went to the house and he put jelly in my bag and then put ants in and it's all, okay, um, all my it's ruined what house that one we went I took an Uber to a different neighborhood <laughs> Because I read go- on the app that there was good candy, but this okay, guy. we we'll
2: talk about that in a second. So someone Turned out the it door? was a
1: sponsored ad that he took out on the app. It wasn't an actual highly rated house. So he opened the it's door like and then what Yelp. happened? It's like on Yelp know- when somebody when you have to scroll past the paid ads and see what people actually no, I know, like.
2: I know, I know. And don't order from those places on Seamless either. But then what happened? Someone opened their door. How did you know it was Jelly
1: me had a giant <laughs> jar of welches
2: and a, and a spoon or like a ladle
1: A la- it was like a kind of like one of those serving spoons not an actual deep not as deep as a ladle but like okay. definitely bigger than like a serving spoon
2: <laughs> okay and then what happens so he said trick or treat
1: he said he said I got a treat for you <laughs> And he scooped two scoops of jelly in my bag. Then he said, hold on. Now I got something great for you. And then he threw a handful of ants in my bag. Uh, I would say, I'd say this is what I would say. Two things. First of all, forget this candy. Tomorrow I'll go I'll go with a twenty dollar bill. I'm going to buy you more half price candy than you even know what to do with there's tomorrow. There's no
2: tomorrow on Halloween night. That doesn't exist in a child's mind.
1: Well, I'm just there's no say tomorrow. Here, eat, this, eat this Charleston chew.
2: No, this is what this is what you do. You're Don't. having this conversation with one parent. I'm not saying all homes are two parent homes, but just hopefully there's someone else in that home, whether it's like a brother, a neighbor. Mm-hmm. One of them has already taken the pillowcase, dumped it into that sink I keep talking about. Sure. Run water over everything, and then you just hear the sound of a sawed-off shotgun being.
1: Low, yeah, and being like, "All right, we're going to where you remember where that house was." No, he
2: just no, no, no asking questions. He just grabs the kid's phone and looks on Uber and looks on the your trips.
1: Yeah, sure, going back.
2: It's like how Scooby Doo cartoons could have ended which is just somebody finds out about what this person has been putting their you know, kids through and they come in with a shotgun and they just shoot up the place uh,
1: well that would be a Halloween be something I would not
2: put past Jelly Jesselneck
1: no and then they threw a copy of a WGA screener for a DVD called In Good Company
2: I don't know movie you keep mentioning that movie is that new
1: that was the one no that was like it was like Topher Grace and Dennis Quaid remember that one
2: I I don't I remember him being in well I remember him being very sexy in Postcards from the Edge but he was just supposed to play like a bimbo you know jerk and that I remember Great Balls of Fire and then I guess I haven't really thought about him since
1: Brett can you bring up the In Good Company trailer please
3: My name is Carter Duryea. Is it like a thousand degrees in here or is it me? It's me. I think that you have the potential to be an awesome wingman. Carter, what is the benefit for me of being an awesome wingman? Did you get to keep your job? Carter, I'm leaving you. I've been swamped at work. Here's the good news I can change. What are you living here now? Your boy to send a little money home. Look your guys' dinner. Night? That seemed pretty and normal
2: until he started telling a goldfish. <laughs> Everything seemed pretty boring and stupid and pointless and dumb and predictable. And then that guy just started saying, Here boy, to a goldfish in a tank. Yeah. And I'm confused about why he did that.
1: This movie was not great.
2: Uh oh, is it like the intern? Ran Hathaway is the boss and Robert De Niro is the intern. Is it like that?
1: It's not like it's 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 uh intern is great.
2: I've never seen it.
1: The intern is so good.
2: Is that Nancy Myers? Yeah. I heard she directs head to toe in Kashmir.
1: Well, whatever she's doing, she should keep doing it because the intern is amazing. The intern is basically like a horror movie without the horror mm. where it's like Anne Hathaway is like, I'm running this company and I'm so busy. I don't know what to do with my life. It's like, mm-hmm. get this intern, this in, this old internal help. And then he starts ingratiating himself into her life. And like.
2: Oh, so it, it's like Cape Fear.
1: But yeah, exactly. Or it's like any one of these things that would turn into he goes too far and starts stalking the family and attacking people. But in that movie, he just doesn't start doing that. He just keeps helping and they like it. And then he gets more involved in the life and she still likes it. And then the end.
2: That sounds fine.
1: Yeah. And then he gets like Renee Russo's in it and she gives him like a shoulder rub at the office. Like she's like the, she's like the office. She comes in like a masseuse. Yeah. And it's uh and,
2: and no one at any point says to a goldfish here, boy,
1: no, you do not get Topher Grace ever speaking to any fish in
3: The Intern. I I also wanted to point out, uh, uh, Topher Grace had a broken arm in exactly like one scene in that trailer, but in no- It's gone now? Yeah, well, it was like, and it seemed like based on the logic that it happens in the middle of the movie, but there's no other shots. There was one shot of him with a full-on broken arm and then no no other shots of it. Well, it's like Chinatown.
1: It's like his Chinatown. He has his broken arm kind of carried through, and I think it's like a guy comes up to him, he's like- yeah, you think you're pretty slick, huh, kitty cat? Huh?
3: You think you're pretty you know what slick?
2: happens to nosy? You know what happens to nosy kitty cats?
1: Yeah,
3: they get their arms they broken. <laughs> Does like, the director play that character too like in Chinatown? Yes, Chris went went. I plays- have a
2: fun I have a fun um question for the audience like game fun conversation topic like thing to to um call for submissions for what do you think is the best or the most fun director cameo in any movie well oh, that's a Have great you done this portion. on the best show Tom I'm no, sorry if I No no
1: no this okay. that's a great one
2: I want to know what your favorite director cameo is in a movie and the stranger the better because I know my answer right now
3: Let's uh Let's hold off. Yeah, if you guys yeah, this could be a fun segment. If you guys want to send in your submissions for the best director cameos, we can do a, a countdown. Should
1: I come up with one for the next episode?
3: Yeah.
2: I was gonna say I think some of the best actors ever are directors. Um, and it's just so interesting to me. Like you could do it, it's your movie. You know what I mean? Like you could control every last thing that you wanted to do this, and it is so funny and interesting to me. So let's accumulate submissions for that.
1: What if it's a two-tiered thing where it's like, what is the best one where a director, a director acting in their own movie? Yeah. Because then there's also, what about directors acting in other people's movies?
2: I think that's, I love that too. I think that's a separate category because yeah. I think there are, like, I think Gary Marshall is a better actor in...
1: Lost in America. Lost in
2: America and in Soap Dish than anything I've ever seen him direct. Mm-hmm. I, I think that guy was such a funny actor. Um and uh speaking
3: of Chinatown, John John Houston and
2: John Chinatown. Houston, yeah. Yep. And um
3: I'm here to talk to you, Mr. <laughs> Gitz.
1: I wanna know. Well, I wanna hear more about this Drew's news, Mr. Gitz.
2: <laughs> Forget it, Jake. And then she takes her glasses off and she goes, It's Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Who told her that was a human gesture yeah. to do? And by the way, I want to know also, I'm not criticizing, I'm genuinely asking when did women, pretty fashionable women, all decide to start wearing little Colonel Sanders ribbons mm-hmm. and having their collars buttoned all up to their neckies and having a little black bow and looking like Miss Prissy from Foghorn, like, orange. But you streams? don't know. I mean,
1: I, I can't believe you're not aware that Drew Barrymore also uh, manages a Cracker Barrel after she finishes her shift on the talk show. She has to like, hurry over. Our specials so she, she are wears...
2: insane.
1: I always love Cracker Barrel where it's the kind of thing. It's like you go to Cracker Barrel and you're, you have to ask, as somebody who doesn't eat meat, you have to ask if literally yeah, any part of it has, has yeah. meat in it because they're yeah. just like, you're like... They're like, well, we have broccoli, uh, a side of broccoli. Yeah. It's like, does it have meat? It's like, oh, yeah, it has bacon in it. It's like, okay. Yeah. Is it just I've like, never
2: been to a Cracker Barrel.
1: Well, it's fun. Say it's a perfect place to go if you want to ha- have a very hard time cobbling together an order for you to eat and a very easy time picking out a rocking chair that they sell. <laughs> they sell rocking chairs. It's amazing. They make it much easier to buy a rocking chair or a country music a CD. You get a Trisha Yearwood CD. Um,
0: well, but, I will say, but then being I like, do,
2: yeah.
1: does the spinach? It's like, oh, the spinach is cooked in uh, bacon grease and is. Uh,
2: yeah, um, I have a question, not a question. I have a comment. I love gift shops, and I have heard. Am I? Don't tell me. Tell me if I'm wrong about this, but Cracker Barrels do have gift shops. Cracker
1: Barrel, one half of the Cracker Barrel is a gift shop. You have to walk through the gift shop to get to the restaurant. I'm telling you, you, next road trip, next time you're driving around, you see a Cracker Barrel, you pull over, you are going to flip. That is, a, that is a top-notch gift
2: shop. At I a love barrel. a gift shop. That's my favorite part of going on any vacation. I know there are people that like going on vacations where they're, you know, it's like very remote and there's nature. And I like nature. I like, you know, peace and quiet. But... When I see a gift shop with, oh, like hand hand plastic wrapped cubes of fudge, are you mm-hmm. kidding me?
1: This will be you at the gift shop. The cracker will be on like, earth. you'll say, "Ooh, I didn't know the Judds had a new album," <laughs> and then you'll get that, and then you'll be like, "Oh, a sweatshirt with the name of this town we're in right now." I'll what get one of those.
2: The only clothes I wear are from gift shops. That'd be I amazing. might I might gradually be moving over to that aesthetic of like cowboy hats that are basically made out of plastic.
1: Sure, plastic cowboy hats. <laughs> you get those uh those games that are shrink wrapped with the marker that like you color and you yes! reveal like the hidden I'll stuff. I'll do that
2: instead of read books.
1: Yeah. You can get uh they also have the the tabletop like the little game with the golf mm-hmm. tees yeah. that you oh, kind of jump each in the triangle I, I like pattern the
2: ones that are like old timey they're like old rustic americana like these are what these are the chalkboards that your granny like had to you know learn in when she was allowed to go to school which she wasn't because girls were you know they had to work in the coal mines back then so all that like americana stuff i like a upscale gift shop where you can buy a candle for like 2700 dollars i like those
1: well, don't worry about anything that costs tw- I think for $2700 you are the <laughs> owner of the cracker barrel. <laughs> if you if you pull out $2700, the manager will come from the back and hand you the keys and then he will leave and the
2: deed and the yes. deed will be written on like one of those like sc- like old-fashioned looking scrolls and like funny old <laughs> cursive.
1: Yeah. He'll with just a ribbon. He'll go to the wall, shatter it from the frame get you to sign it then he's like and i'm done goodbye and he's like he's like hey can i take one one uh rocking chair on the way out just for for old time's sake
2: no and i'll take the rocking chair and i'll throw it into a fire and i'll make him watch it burn instead i went to an upscale spa once and all i did was hang out at the gift shop because people are like oh i'll read your you know, I'll I'll do this. I'll tell you what to eat and what not to eat. Or I'll, like, evaluate your, you know, are you Vedic? Like, and I was just like, I want a
0: sweater.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look at that pretty chocolate bar. <laughs> it's just, that's how I spent my spa vacation. I love a gift shop. That's what we learned about ourselves. And by ourselves, I mean me today. Yeah. What else do we have, Brett? Oh
3: yeah, I got something uh, pretty fun for you now. This is from listener Wyatt. Thanks, Wyatt. Uh, And as you uh, probably know, the uh, for the for the 1980 movie version of Popeye, which we've talked about before, they built a huge set on the island of Malta, Mm -hmm. uh, which Mm -hmm. they called Popeye's Village, Popeye Village. And uh, apparently, the leftover carcass of this Popeye Village set has been turned into a theme park, uh, also called Popeye's Village. And uh, yeah, I'm going to share this video with you here now.
2: You need to get COVID nineteen. How would you yeah, do that as Popeye?
1: COVID nineteen. Anybody got a credit card to chop this cocaine up?
3: <laughs> and what they if- have not closed for COVID. They are open seven days a week.
2: Of course, they have not closed for COVID.
3: <laughs> they actually expanded their hours.
1: <laughs> New COVID hours. We do not close twenty
2: four seven. Yeah. I, well, oh, Tom and Brett, why can't we go? Should we start a kickstart? Where's there something where people could give us money to we can go on this trip from hell and have camera? It's a documentary you're basically raising money for, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, so, welcome to Popeye Village.
3: Hello, I'm Popeye the Sullivan, and that's Holly Fall. Hi. Do come
1: to Heaven Village and come and see <laughs> us first. Huh? Well, first of all, First of all, let me just say that is a definitely a as a, a, as a definite said? pre. That's a pre-spinach Popeye right there. That is that Popeye is in dire need of some spinach. He is not <laughs> muscular.
2: Can, can you please play the last thing he said? Because he was very clear. He's like, "I'm Popeye. This is olive oil. Come and visit us." And then he's like, Ugh. "And that's olive oil.
1: Hi, do come to Sweet Heaven Village and come and see us, of course." Huh? <laughs> come and see us sir that does,
2: does he say
1: <laughs> hey, come to the village it? and come and share with you go go
2: I think he says come and visit of course so
1: uh, come and visit of course go <laughs> go Play it one
0: more
3: I time. I am Popeye, and this is Olive Oil. I am Popeye the Sailor and that's Olive Hi. Okay, yeah, hold I on. Right. wait. Like, I'm asking.
1: Feel, there's more to say. I am Popeye the Sailor Man, and this is Olive <laughs> Like, his impression gets worse every time. <laughs> his impression. You know, he's doing an impression of Popeye. <laughs> like, and he's. First of all, he does not, he just seems to be squinting with both eyes. First of all, <laughs> both he's eyes. Pop,
2: he's Pop Eyes.
1: He's Pop Eyes, yes. <laughs> hey, sir, Popeye the I what is, is This olive uh, oil. oil. And she's like,
0: hi. Hey!
2: <laughs> she's not doing nothing. She's she's keeping her own dignity. I've been in scenes with people like this. You just keep smiling and you think of the.
1: Yeah. You one of those of one, bath
2: you're going to take at the end of the day yeah,
1: There's one of those ones if you're auditioning for a thing And they start pairing people up in auditions You're just like well neither of us are getting this job Because of you Like I'm gonna You're tanking my audition You're so bad I'm not going to get this part either There's I just a stink I- in the room now like,
2: is he bad though, or is he just strange? Is he just making some strange choices? And isn't that what the 1982 Popeye is all about? Let's just hear it one more time.
3: Hello, I'm Popeye the Sullivan, and that's Olive Oyl. Hi.
1: Do come to Sweetheaven Village and come and see us, of course. <laughs> that is.
2: This <laughs> <laughs> is like we're watching. This is future footage of our death. I'm—I've never been so certain that I'm going to die somewhere as I am when I see footage of this place.
1: So I'm—they're um, showing something. You pause now. It looks like I think a child is being attacked.
2: Being <laughs> it's being hosed down. Bye
1: uh, was- bye the cinnamon and uh, this is olive oil and. Uh, Hi. Come and- <laughs> That Popeye looked like a bargain basement Dave Franco as Popeye.
2: I'm into it. I'm into it. What what are they doing to these children? That one with the hat backwards looks like he's in pain.
1: And you know, they couldn't have had any music that in any way invoked. Like... like, That
2: stuff is public domain. That was written in 1804 and they
1: couldn't use it. Like, it's like, what if we put some... Some faceless uh, Contemporary music on the top of this It's like that goes with Papa.
2: Going, we're going to pop. This will be the first after COVID. This will be, this will be the first time we have well, of us are traveling outside. I'll say of our this, globe. and
1: this is not a this is not a comedy bit. This is a promise. If if Trump wins, I'm moving to Popeye Village,
3: and uh, I will 100 percent put this video up on our social accounts. So make sure to follow us at Double Threat Pod to see this video.
2: Wait, what's that character? That furry creature? Uh,
3: then there
1: was like a bear type.
2: What's the, is that? That is mascot. not from Popeye. I've seen Popeye a few times. There's, yeah. That bear is not
3: in the movie at all.
1: And the guy that looks like... The guy that's supposed to be Bluto, I guess. Yes. Has... It really is just like a kid walking around the pillow under their <laughs> shirt being like, I'm daddy. I'm daddy. I'm walking through the house. I'm dad. Look at this. Like, it's like... It's like they colored in... It's like they colored in a beard with just like sharpie
2: or something. Yeah,
1: with a yeah, like a magic marker, and they just stick a couch cushion, like a couch pillow, Somebody, under their shirt. Yeah.
2: Somebody needs to do a buy very expensive deep fake technology and superimpose me and Tom and Brett's faces on these three people dancing like Popeye, Olive, and Bluto. And here's the thing: don't tell us who's Bluto. You know what I mean? Like, don't like gender. Don't assume gender wise or anything wise that one of us has to be. In fact, let's take a vote. Who do you think should be? Who should the three of us play in this inevitable um, group group suicide? I'm going. I don't care if you guys are coming with me or not. I'm going. This is where I'm going to live now.
1: November fifth, I'll be in Popeye Village doing the (sighs) podcast from Popeye Village.
2: Yeah. Hey, this is Julie in New York. The podcast. This
1: is Tom in Popeye Village. (laughs) And welcome to Double Threat.
2: I'm gonna need so much more information about either this or less information before I buy my pass, get my passport ready.
1: I think you just pull the trigger on a ticket right now on
2: the gun in my head.
1: No. Oh. Fine. Popeye Village. I want you to be happy.
2: I don't feel like either of you are committed to going. And all I've done is express my commitment to going.
1: I'm
3: 100% on board we're,
2: with this. We're
1: committed. We're committed. There... You just, you get there first, okay. though. Okay. You just get there first. Okay. Wait, what?
2: <laughs> no way. <laughs> no. We, somebody's go got to- We go all, says QAnon. <laughs> yes. We're the, we're the Q musketeers.
1: Uh, the Pizzagate. <laughs> uh, they basement spinach. in the pizzeria. Spinach gate. Yeah, spinach gate. Now, this Popeye thing is where the movie was shot. Yes.
2: And they never changed like the set. They built the set and then they abandoned it. And yeah, they abandoned the, it. The way a hermit crab would say, oh, look at this old you know cylinder that used to hold breadcrumbs now it's my home
3: yeah, yeah. it's like why there's still buffalo on catalina island is that true they just yeah they, they uh shot a couple westerns out there and just left the buffalo oh, that's cool there. do they
1: me- mess up the buffalo do they ever mess up mess up the catalina wine mixer
3: yeah, yeah you gotta put a big fence around the catalina wine mixer every year otherwise the buffalo stampede through and knock all the wine wine over i think i'm writing Step Brothers too <laughs> Add some buffalo to the mix.
1: Or the buffalo roam. Brayett, do you have anything else?
3: Well, it's your call. Uh, do you want to call it a week or, or see the premiere of Vin Diesel's first music single?
1: I, I want to hear Vin Diesel's let's end, song.
2: Let's end with Vin Diesel's song.
3: So uh, Vin Diesel released his first music single this week called uh, "Feel Feel Like I Do. Feel Like I Do by Vin Diesel, and I'm going to play you a little bit of that song uh, here and then uh, show you what it looked like when it premiered on the Kelly Clarkson show. So
2: Kelly Clarkson is, like Drew Barrymore, a new talk show host, new daytime talk show host, right?
3: I, I think she's
1: been doing it for a while. I think she's been oh, she for has? A couple years. And who do you think should be the next one of the that type of celebrity that would be a great fit for a talk show? Because look, I'm, I'm Team Ellen all the way, and I'm oh, yeah. never going to waver with that. I'm a little. The only thing I'm disappointed at is this whole backtrack thing. Now, I like the idea that you might go on the show and she'd smash a bottle over your head if you looked at her in the hallway.
2: Um, who's the next? Who's the next celebrity that you get a daytime talk show?
1: Yeah, who would be good?
2: Rachel Ray's dog.
1: Do you think Rachel Ray's dog would be good?
2: Yeah, because it seems like Rachel Ray just wants to like <laughs> take a nap on the couch at this okay. point. Um and her dog seems I think she's got a pit.
1: Okay. I'd love to so the see, dog...
2: Wouldn't you love to see a pit bull host a cooking show?
1: Oh my God. Where you just like
2: You put all the ingredients out, you have the cameras like everywhere, like on, like yeah. the, on the ceiling. And then you're be... like, everybody, welcome, Rocky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And then what if they just have like a celebrity chef, like a, like a chef's on making food, and then <laughs> If the dog can get their mitts on the food at any stage of the thing, they—that's yeah. just how it goes. Oh, We'd be like, he will. Well, we were going to make uh, we're going to make this this uh, <laughs> chopped chicken uh, salad here, but uh, Rocky <laughs> ate all of the chicken.
2: <laughs> I'm telling and- you, it's such a good idea to have a cooking show where everything's set up for a celebrity chef. The audience is all on their feet applauding. The announcer says, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Rocky, Rocky is let loose. He does, he goes up and down the aisles, so excited to see the audience. Well,
1: if you're (laughs) gonna do that, if if you're gonna have one dog do that, why not just have six?
2: Okay, so have six dogs
1: host (laughs) a cooking show. Yeah, wouldn't that be the best? (laughs) Suddenly just like, and here come the mutts. And then they come in from every entrance point and they just <laughs> run around
2: some people are like are getting to do crowd work others yeah. figured out where the ingredients are someone yeah. found out like you know like when they come out with the already finished dish to show people and it's not really edible because they have shellac on it that dog's like yeah yes it is edible
1: yeah watch this and then some <laughs> dogs are just in the crowd getting scratches and then another <laughs> dog fell asleep. like. Has figured out how to like open a refrigerator door and then like <laughs> is just trashing all the food.
2: One attacks a cameraman violently. And
1: it, yeah. And then it's like coming up next, <laughs> Lauren Hutton.
2: We want a, we want to cook, we want a daytime cooking show hosted by six dogs.
1: And six dogs and a and a chef.
2: Who's a chef? Carla Hall?
1: What about uh?
2: I don't want one of these like boisterous. I'm so sick of the like emeralds and the Guy Fieri. Like I'm so sick of like guys who are just like, hey, I'm you know like what's his name, Tom Colicchio. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't like those guys because they're all like personality and I just don't like that kind of personality. I sure.
1: Well, what if what about this? If one of the six dogs was trained secretly trained that when Emerald says bam, that's like an attack. <laughs> and he's like, and then we take the we take the garlic here and bam. And then the dog is like,
3: <laughs> when
2: like you
1: say one of the dogs, mauls, you
3: mean all of the dogs.
1: And Maul Well the other dogs follow all the one the dog's, dog's lead. The one dog's that's- trained to initiate it and they chase Emerald all around. Like Emerald's like climbed on top of like that <laughs> sliding that sliding like kitchen area. For shows when they wheel it out so they could do the uh-huh. cooking segments uh-huh. emeralds like climbed on top of that hoping the dog doesn't get up there
2: and then one of them that's like marmaduke size gets on his hinders and starts pushing the starts
1: pushing and he's like no 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 <laughs> these dogs are like working in tandem <laughs> with each think- other a marmaduke dog just puts his head down and this does pushing the thing forward like very effectively and emeralds like like now he's like on a surfboard on top of this mobile kitchen area trying to like keep his balance
2: i know it's a great idea i also think because they also would learn to work with each other and get to know each other and have fun with each other like the monkeys like those four guys were all cast but they did have magic when they were cast together and i think it's going to be the same thing with the mutts and i would also pitch that every week we give them a new like Attack word and we don't. <laughs> tell the, the, the <laughs> yeah, guess that
1: could very well is. be worked. It's like the opposite of that Groucho Marx thing with the word of the thing, except this word just makes the dogs go insane.
2: Like, and it's it's like, changed every like week. Yeah,
1: like you don't get five hundred dollars b- bonus no. prize. No, you now are going to get Marmaduke pushing life. that cart.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And no, I think that's a great idea. And I also think the trainer who comes in every week or every other week to train them what word will excite them doesn't train them to do anything else.
1: Yeah. Just like, no, I just focus on the new word that sets a dog off.
2: <laughs> and here's my question Would you be a, sh- a guest on that show? My answer is yes. Oh, absolutely. It'd be the greatest.
1: I'll take my chances with the dogs. I'll take my
2: chances.
1: I'll just bring some uh I'll just bring some puppuccinos out there. I'll stop at Starbucks on my way over.
2: Hole. You're gonna come in with a hole. like welcome today's guest, Tom Sharpley. You come out with a huge tray of puppuccinos.
1: Yeah. And um, All the dog's attack uh, you. And and also that order at Starbucks when I'm just like, Yes, hi, I'd like a small coffee and twelve puppuccinos.
2: Like you're trying to cover it like when you buy condoms.
1: You just like, yeah, like it's like every it's like every cliche thing where it's like oh I'll take one of those and I Pull guess I'll tazzo get a cazo
2: chai um, yeah oh you have oat milk now that's interesting <laughs> can I have twenty yeah. can I have twenty five <laughs> puppet?
1: yeah so you want you're buying this like moon cheese little pack of moon cheese stuff and you want us to fill twenty five cups with whipped cream
2: yes please for
1: and I see you have zero dogs with you right now. <laughs> be like,
2: "Yep." You be like, "You don't know me?" Be like, like "Well, yeah. I'm a
1: guest on the
2: uh
1: <laughs> I'm a guest on this 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 cooking show." And they're like, "Oh, we know that show. That's great. Yeah." We'll
2: get you the big tray. Yeah. Cuz at first and we were just staple gunning all these trays together and now we learned to make a big one. Yeah. Cuz look a lot funnier when you have a big tray of them and they come at you and you throw the tray <laughs> up in the air
1: yeah like peewee at the at the drive-in
2: yes with the, exactly with the
1: motorcycle Then you just
2: have to laugh and enjoy the fact that it's just gonna be chaos raining around you
1: yeah there's
2: nothing i'd like to do more
1: how did we get all the way over here
2: ben diesel is that name it,
1: that is the funniest like
2: it Vin Diesel us, it, has it a took, song, It, it took right? us minutes.
1: It took us minutes <laughs> to get to a different planet.
2: No, it's the same In which planet. there's a
1: talk show hosted by six dogs. You think that dogs.
2: Vin, Vin Diesel, well, maybe.
1: I'm just saying it took us no time at all to move so far away from Vin Diesel to... Oh, no. Well, then and then Emerald's up on the thing and a Marmaduke is pushing it and he's trying to get there. I just
2: want to be clear. I don't mean actually Marmaduke. I mean, a Marmaduke-like dog, a a great a great Dane, but with ears that are pointy, not floppy.
3: Yeah. So Vin Diesel, Brett. So uh, Vin Diesel's got a new single out. It says,
2: I want you to feel this way. Stop feeling that way. Feel Feel this way. Feel like I do. Feel like I do.
3: Feel like I do uh and i'm going to play a little bit of it for you and then and then we'll see what it looked like when he premiered it on a kelly Clarkson's show so here's the single right kelly
2: clarkson has a show and i don't <laughs> Who goes out on to stay and just stop oh, us to quiet up the call up and the soul step outside i'm about to leave when you walk right on by and i on my i'm just freeze This guy sounds like he has a mouth full of chili And he's just not chewing it He's just trying to talk through the chili And having it spill out of his lower lip (laughs) Why are
1: you laughing? I'm not sure what to make of this I'm truly Sounds good like, if I heard this and I was just like, oh, here's a new song, it would be like, that's nah, all right. And it's like, you know, that's Vin Diesel. Like, no, I didn't. It sounds just like a normal song.
2: <sighs>
1: I guess good for him.
2: Good for fine.
1: No, I don't like what's on this screen now. <laughs> I can say right off the <laughs> bat. I'm seeing it. it is a bunch of uh, domino shaped screens that look to be about three feet high that each one in their space and, and don't worry these are socially distanced by the way yeah don't which,
2: worry the screens aren't too close to each other yeah
1: which is one of those overthinks that people are doing like these screens can't be near each other it's like the people
2: <laughs> their screens wait the and, robot shouldn't kiss
1: there's space throughout the Kelly Clarkson show studio.
3: Yes. Which- Kelly Clarkson's got these virtual fans. Except uh, like, so you know, what's
2: real in this set is the real guitar is hanging on what is probably a fake brick wall in the back. And then some cool like backyard lights, like strung up, like you're about to like put a stake on a grill, then grab one of them acoustic guitars and play. Um, uh, Won't back down or something.
1: Yeah, the guitars are all mount. There's all acoustic guitars mounted to the wall that look untouchable. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't pull one off if you tried. The screen, the the layout of the theater is kind of like one of those movie theaters you go to where they you can order meals and they could yeah, bring you food. Yeah. with it. It's like it's it's kind of like I don't
2: I don't when those existed. I didn't really like them. It's like, like kind of worse of both worlds. Like I like restaurants when people bring me food and I like movie theaters, but it just seemed like, did you, what did, did you have an opinion about oh, those?
1: They still exist. And I saw the Irishman in one of them.
2: Were they like, would you like anything else before part 17 starts? <laughs> when I the, yeah, They're only starting the seventh, 75th reel of the movie. Do you want a check or do you want your third yeah. meal of the day? Yeah, I'm going to, Loop back and
1: start with an appetizer again. Okay, because it's six p.m. You might be hungry for dinner. Yeah, I had a, I had a, a Sunday uh, about forty-five oh, I minutes know. ago. I served
2: it to you. I served it to you.
1: I started off with peanut M Ms. Then I, I, I had, then I had a, a quesadilla. Then I, I had a Sunday. time Yes, that was. I think dessert. I'm. I think now I'm gonna get a. Uh, do you have like a, a like a a Mr. Good bar or what kind of chocolate? Uh, maybe.
2: We do, but maybe just like a starter salad.
1: Yeah, let's go with a salad. Okay. So this studio audience now—it looks like bl- damned souls trapped in screens, <laughs> like they're like like they're trapped. It's like it's like uh, like in Superman two when they were yeah trapped and flying through space, just like oh. So I'm assuming what you're going to do, Brett, is play this and we're going to watch all these people dancing around in their own little private dance party to Vin Diesel's song.
3: Yeah, I'd say that's a really good prediction um, and uh, all I know is that uh, Kelly Clarkson is about to debut uh, Vin Diesel's song on her show and, and these these people are going to uh, be the spectators to it so all I right, guess we'll let's... see what happens here. On a
2: Tuesday. Night, it's time. Uh, can you hit
1: this pause and this this one really guy one guy, it, it looks like uh looks like the remember when they did high Q on SCTV? Mm-hmm. And they yeah. were just like <laughs> Looks
2: like Marty's character with the Como <laughs> Lawrence over.
1: Lawrence Orbach. I think yeah. I saw three people who reminded me of Lawrence Orbach from High Q. Um
2: you ever like see videos where someone like a robot comes in wearing clothes and moves towards the dogs and the dogs are like, no, like, mm-hmm. no, 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 that's yeah. not a human. I don't appreciate that. It's acting like one.
1: Yeah. Like the dog doesn't get it, but oh, they know get, it's wrong.
2: He gets it. He gets it enough to be like, I know what you're trying to do and I hate it.
1: Mm hmm. These people all seem like they're being held hostage almost. (laughs) Because that's the
2: other thing is what are the odds that, you know, if Vin Diesel is going to be playing a show that everyone in the audience would react to it? Positivity. Like there isn't one person who's just sitting there. Like my wife wanted me to go to this taping. Yeah.
1: I don't like because they're also dancing and very they're dancing. So they fit on the the very narrow screen. They're They're all hunched up. And there's, like, people literally doing, like, finger dancing where they're just, like, index fingers pointing. It's just, like, oh, this is – this is.
2: And I know that, like, from the point of view of the producers and the people putting this stuff together, I know that they're all, like, look, we're all doing the best we can and we don't have any rule book and we don't know what we're doing. We're just trying not to, like, have to, you know – quit and cancel the show and Mm -hmm. and i get that and i respect the effort and the challenges of it but like this ain't it yet you know and it's also i don't know i am also kind of not to be a bummer but like i'm kind of annoyed that the onus is on the producers of the kelly clarkson show to figure out how the world works today as opposed to like people in charge of like you know dealing with the actual (laughs) problem of Mm -hmm. this virus and how to contain it
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. This is. uh, This is. This is where the. This is when COVID hits home. This is when COVID hits home.
2: Okay, guys, that was so fun. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Yeah. Now, that was a fun show, and boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, do we have a fun show planned for you next week. Surprise guest is going to be a good
2: one. And we've been killing it with guests, and our guests are so great because we only choose people we're really excited to talk to, and they're not people that go on every other podcast and And, you know, we don't just have them on because they're friends and we owe them favors. We have guests on this show because we're excited to have guests on the show because we don't need guests on the show. If we can't get a great guest on the show, we're going to have no guests on the show.
1: Absolutely. So when we do it, we want to do it.
2: So we have such a great guest coming up next week. Um, It's someone that you love already. Yep. And um, and if you love this show, which you you must, you shall, you must, you have and you do, you go and buy some Double Threat merch, which is where, Brett?
3: You can go to tpublic.com slash stores slash double dash threat. I'll also put a link in the show notes. You just click on that click on that link and you got uh, Double Threat Teas, Double Threat Coffee Mugs. I actually got my own Double Threat Coffee Mug in the mail this week. I've been, been uh, using it. It looks Ooh. great. Uh, a lot of fun stuff on there
2: and keep sending us your ideas for t-shirt mm-hmm. designs. And
1: yeah, and also next week we are going to talk about the in the, amongst other things. We will talk about directors the, in their own movies who who acted the what director was the best acting in their own movie and what directors have been good in other people's movies. I feel like we can, and maybe we even loop our guest into that, who is also uh, a fan of opinionated,
2: an opinionated person about such things. So send in your submissions for best director cameos and please subscribe to the podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts on Apple or whatever pod catcher you use or on your devices and leave us reviews that are positive and kind and tell your friends about us and tweet at us at double threat pod. And we're on Instagram as well.
3: Yeah. And I gotta say all those, uh, you've been leaving a lot of great, uh, comments on twitter every week which is super nice uh if you're doing that go go over to apple podcast leave leave a comment over there too you can just copy and paste your your twitter comment over in apple podcasts because those uh those uh ratings and reviews really do help the show get some more exposure
2: and we read all the comments and we look at all the fan art and we love the fan art and we are going to continue to share it with you and we're going to continue to do the show and thank you guys again so much for listening And um, happy Halloween.
1: Yes. Thank you for listening. And more Double Threat coming your way. Bye.
2: Bye. Forever
3: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.